Welcome to this edition of Socialist News and Views with your host, Nick Schillingford, on the Liberty and Justice Network, Radio LJN. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis. In the second part of our show, we will have a clip from a speech by Malcolm X. And in the first part of the show, we will cover the news. An article in Minnesota Spokesman Recorder on February 17th by Mel Reeves is called George Floyd Square to Reopen After March Trial. In the article, it lays out how City of Minneapolis leadership plan to reopen George Floyd Square at 38th Street in Chicago, but it highlights how the community demands have not been met and how many community members are upset and say the square will not be reopened until the demands for police accountability have been met. In the article, Mel Reeves goes on to say, quote, while the city paid lip service to racial justice, they did not address the fact that this particular injustice stems from Minneapolis police killing a black man. Consequently, feelings and demands for justice were heightened, especially in the black community, by the fact that several black men have lost their lives to police violence over the last 30 years, end quote. You should go over to the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder, read the full article, and get a subscription. On Democracy Now! February 18th, a piece entitled Failed State, Texas Power Grid Collapse Impacts Millions, Black and Brown Communities Are Worst Hit. The intro to the news item states, quote, Despite the crisis, state leaders say they will not integrate Texas's power grid with the rest of the country, end quote. It goes on to quote Texas Southern University professor Robert Bullard, who says, Quote, the impact of this storm is more than just power outages and inconveniences. That's the inequity that's piled on top of the inequity. He also says cost of the crisis will hit black and brown communities the hardest. You can see the full interview at democracynow.org. Left Voice has an article on February 17th that says in its headline, Capitalism is a breeding ground for power outages. The article by Scott Cooper says that extreme weather events like those that hit Texas, which it names as quote, once-in-a-lifetime occurrences, end quote, are becoming more frequent. It goes on to point the finger at capitalism as, quote, the culprit behind climate change, end quote, because of its need for endless growth. According to the article, quote, specific power loss events are most commonly attributed to weather, end quote. But it says in its next section heading, weather's the symptom, capitalism's the disease. In the final analysis, the article calls for all elements of the electrical system to be nationalized under workers' control, replacing the so-called, quote, public utility with what it calls, quote, people's power. It'sGoingDown.org has an article outlining mutual aid across Texas. A number of autonomous mutual aid initiatives are mentioned, including Dallas Stop Evictions, Feed the People Dallas, Cooperation Texas, and Rio Grande Valley Mutual Aid, among others. You can find the rest and donate on their website at It'sGoingDown.org. From Cori Bush's Twitter, February 17th is a tweet which says, quote, 
I've had to make decisions about keeping food on the table or paying the electric bill. So many families are having to decide about whether to go hungry or without heat. Corporations shouldn't be allowed to profit off our suffering. Utilities need to be public goods, end quote. Public utilities or people's power, it will be the mass of working people that make it happen. In the second half of the show, we have a speech by Malcolm X, but first we go to this poem. The poem was translated from Spanish to English by Langston Hughes and was posted on the Marxist Internet Archive, which is where I retrieved it. The poem is read in English and Spanish by George Aguilera. Frente por José Moreno Villa. Este es el frente. Aquí no hay en menor asumo de juego. Yo no vale, ya no valen lecturas. Este es el frente duro y seco. Es la bala y el cuerpo humano. Es la tierra y el cuervo sinistro. Es la cabeza y es la mano. Es el corazón contra el fierro. Es subir y bajar cañones por lomas antonitas de miedo. Es aguantar cuchillos y cascos sin moverse del parapeto. Es acompañar a los cañones monstruosos en sus sonidos. Es no beber y no comer y no dormir un día entero. Es salir con la frente alta o en la lana del camellero. And that was The Front by Jose Moreno Villa. This is The Front. Here, no sign of play. Books have no meaning. This is The Front, hard and dry. The bullets and the human body. The earth and the scavenger birds. The head and the hand and the heart and steel. The mounting and lowering of cannons on hills stunned with fear. To face bayonets and helmets without flinching. And never leave one's post. To follow the tanks that are monsters of sound. To neither eat, nor drink, nor sleep all day. To come out with one's head still high. Or quiet on the stretcher's bear's canvas. We're back, and we will now be going to a clip of a speech by Malcolm X. The clip of the speech is entitled Racist in Reverse and was posted to the Marxist Internet Archive. From what I can understand, from what I can tell, the speech clip comes from Speech at Ford Auditorium by Malcolm X, 1965. Here's the audio. And when we say this, the press calls us racists in reverse. Don't uh, struggle 
only within the ground rules that the people you're struggling against has laid down. Why, this is insane. But it shows you how they can do. They make the, with, with skillful manipulating of the press, they're able to make the victim look like the criminal and the criminal look like the victim. Right now, when in New York, uh, we had a couple cases where police grabbed the brother and beat him unmercifully. But when it comes time for you and me to protect ourselves against lynchers, they tell us to be nonviolent. That's a shame. Because we get tricked into being nonviolent. And when, you, when somebody stands up and talks like I just did, they say, well, he's advocating violence. Isn't that what they say? Every time you pick up your newspaper, you hear where one of these things has written into it that uh, uh, I'm advocating violence. And I have never advocated any violence. I've only said that black people who are the victims of organized violence perpetrated upon us by... Uh, the Klan, the Citizens Council, uh, and many other forms. We should defend ourselves. And when I say that we should defend ourselves against the violence of others, they, they use their press skillfully to make the world think that I'm calling on violence, period. And I wouldn't call on anybody to be violent uh, without a cause. But I think the black man in this country, above and beyond people all over the world, it will be more justified when he stands up and starts to protect himself, no matter how many necks he has to break and heads he has to crack. I saw in the paper where they, in the, on the television, where they took this black woman down in Selma, Alabama, and knocked her right down on the ground, dragging her down the street. You saw it. You're trying to pretend like you didn't see it because you knew you should have done something about it and didn't. Uh, it showed the sheriff and his henchmen throwing this black woman on the ground, on the ground, and Negro men standing around doing nothing about it, saying, well, let's overcome them with our capacity to love. What kind of uh, phrase is that? Overcome them with our capacity to love. And then it disgraces the rest of us because all over the world, the picture is flashed showing a black woman with, a, with some white brutes with their knees on her, holding her down, and black, full-grown black men standing around watching it. Why, you are lucky they let you stay on earth, much less stay in the country. When I saw it, I dispatched a wire to... Rockwell. Rockwell was one of the agitators down there. Rockwell, this Lincoln Rockwell. And the wire said, in essence, that this is to warn him that I am no longer held in check from fighting white supremacists by Elijah Muhammad's separatist black Muslim movement. And that if Rockwell's presence in Alabama causes harm to come to Dr. King or any other uh, black person in Alabama who's doing nothing other than trying to uh, enjoy their rights, then 
Rockwell and his Ku Klux Klan friends would be met with maximum retaliation from those of us who are not handcuffed by this nonviolent philosophy. And I haven't heard from Rockwell since. And brothers and sisters, if you and I would just realize that once we learn to talk the language that they understand, they will then get the point. You can never reach a man if you don't speak his language. If a man speaks the language of brute force, you can't come to him with peace. Why, good night. He'll break you in two, as he has been doing all along. Uh, if a man speaks French, you can't speak to him in German. If he speaks Swahili, you can't communicate with him in Chinese. You have to find out what does this man speak. And once you know his language, learn how to speak his language. And he'll get the point. There'll be some dialogue, some communication, and some understanding will be developed. And uh, you've been in this country long enough to know the language the Klan speaks. They only know one language. And what you and I have to start doing in 1965, I mean, that's what you have to do, because most of us already been doing it, is start learning a new language. Learn the language that they, that, they, that they understand. And then when they come upon our doorstep to talk, we can talk. <laughs> and they will get the point. There'll be a dialogue. There'll be some communication, and I'm quite certain they will, there will then be some understanding. Why? Because the Klan is a cowardly outfit. They have, they have uh, perfected the art of making Negroes be afraid. And as long as the Negro's afraid, the Klan is safe. But the Klan itself is coward. They, they never come, one of them never come after one of you. They all come together. Sure, they're scared of you. And you sit there when they put the rope around your neck saying, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. As long as they've been doing it, they're experts at it. They know what they're doing. No, since the federal government has shown that it isn't going to do anything about it, but talk, then it is a duty. It's your and my duty as men, as human beings. It's, the, it's our duty to our people to organize ourselves and let the government know that if they don't stop that Klan, we'll stop it ourselves. And then you'll see the government start doing something about it. But don't ever think that they're going to do it just on some kind of morality basis. No. So I don't believe in violence. Uh, that's why I want to stop it. <laughs> and you can't stop it with love. Not love of those things down there. No. So, we only mean vigorous action in self-defense. And that vigorous action we feel we're justified in initiating by any means necessary. Now, the press behind something like that, they call us racists and uh, people of violence in reverse. This is how they psycho you. They make you think that if you try 
to stop the Klan from lynching you, you're practicing violence in reverse. Take up on this. I hear a lot of you all parrot what the man says. You say, well, I don't want to be a Ku Klux Klan in reverse. Well, are you sure? <laughs> when so, if a criminal comes to rob your house, brother, with his gun, just because he got a gun and he's robbing your house, uh, and he's a robber, it doesn't make you a robber because you grab your gun and run him out. No. See, the man is using, using some tricky logic on you. And he has absolutely got a Ku Klux Klan outfit that goes through the country frightening black people. Now, I say that it's time for black people to put together the type of action, the unit that is necessary to pull the sheet off of them so they won't be frightening black people any longer. That's all. Again, I'm Nick Schillingford, and this has been the February edition of Socialist News and Views. Been a busy month, so this month's show is a little shorter than usual, but we'll be back with the full-length show next month. Well, some folks are going to get that notion, I know. They'll say I'm preaching hate. Hey, but if I have to swim the ocean. job, the daily struggle just to stay alive. This has been another edition of Socialist News and Views with host Nick Schillingford on the Liberty and Justice Network, Radio LJN.